0: All things are possible, and you can be authentically gay with the God of your understanding. I am your host, Midge Noble, and I am very honored that you are here. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Gay with God podcast. I am so thrilled that you're here, and thank you so much for all you do to support this really important mission of mine to let every person know that they can be gay with the God of their understanding and that we are all beloved. And we don't have to earn it. Phew, that's good. Because today we're going to be talking about patience. Now let me just say, this is not my virtue. <laughs> I really kind of wish it were. But then I've always thought I didn't want to pray for patience. Because then in order to acquire any skill, you have to go through stuff. So if I prayed for patience, then here come the trial so that I can try to be patient through it. But I saw this wonderful quote from Buddhist Boot Camp and if you don't follow Buddhist Boot Camp on Facebook take a look at it and see if it resonates with you but the quote said patience is not about how long you wait it's about how well you behave while waiting <laughs> Uh oh. <laughs> so I've got a story to read out of the Gay With God memoir that will be launching soon by the way And it will show you kind of how I am about patience. This is out of chapter 23, Out of the Darkness. Moving to Asheboro was like arriving at an oasis in the desert. Mary welcomed me into her home with open arms. I want you to feel that this is your home too. You can change the furniture around and make any changes that will make this yours. That's really nice of you. There's only one thing that can't be changed. What's that? sheba's picture above the mantle has to stay there she is the queen i said as we both smiled and nodded our heads mary gave me time to grieve the loss of my job she told me that i would find a job but that there was no reason to look right then i felt bad about not pulling my weight yet i was emotionally spent i would either numb out watching tv or sleep for most of the day before getting up and making some dinner before mary got home from work I couldn't begin to think about working again, especially not in a school setting. Toward the end of that first month, living with Mary, she came home and said, Have you thought about what you want to do next? Not really. I don't know if I could work in a school setting again. What about at the mental health center? I was trained in the school counseling tract. I don't think that would matter. Give it a try. "'I set up an interview, but it went horribly wrong. "'How did it go?' Mary asked when I returned home. "'I was told I don't have enough clinical experience to work in child therapy. "'I bet that was horrible. "'I'm sorry. You really are good with kids. "'Maybe the school system here will be better for you,' she assured. "'Yeah, okay. I will look into it.' "'I figured Mary was ready for me to start pulling my weight, "'and I felt guilty for wanting to retreat back to the couch and never work again.' Since I had just left one, I set up an interview at a high school. I didn't get the job, and my self-worth crashed. I was crying when Mary got home, and she hugged me and listened as I ranted. I shouldn't have moved here. I'm not pulling my weight. I can't find a job, and it's all a big mess. None of that is true. It will work out. Just give it some time. As she held me, I cried, I don't have time. I need a job. (laughs) And that's kind of the way my life goes sometimes. I get into these moments where I just feel so rushed. I felt rushed to get out of my house when I was a child. I felt rushed to get into what God was wanting me to be and do in the world. I felt rushed to figure out if I was gay or not. I felt rushed to try to get back into a church. I mean, it just always seems like I'm chasing whatever it is I think I'm supposed to be doing, but not really clear on how to do it. When I read that quote about, you know, patience is really about how you behave when you're waiting. I wonder if I've ever waited or if I just boldly go (laughs) into the world and not really pay attention to what God wants first. And that's kind of what I'm learning now is that, That time of pause is so important. Even Pema Chodron has said, sit with the pain. None of us want to feel the pain, right? We want to just get through it, get over it, get around it, get get to the next thing. Instead of finding that pearl of wisdom in the moment of sitting with it. Sitting with the grief. Sitting with the pain of loss. Sitting with the unknowing of what's the next step sitting with the uncertainty of how's this going to work out sitting with the feeling of unworthiness and allowing ourselves to just let that generate for a little bit and then figure out what's my next step how do I allow myself to believe that I am God's beloved how do I allow myself to believe that I'm worthy It's a big job for us, especially when we come from non-affirming churches that tapped in our worthiness in with God's love that you have to get God's love in order to be worthy of God's love. And it was this circle (laughs) that just never ended about, well, I don't feel worthy, so I can't have God's love. I'm supposed to have God's love, so how do I get worthy? Well, how do I get worthy if I don't have God's love? How do I get God's love if I'm not worthy? And it just goes round and round and round and round until we can stop and sit and really take in the message that we have already been worthy because we are of God and we can always do a better job of how we're living our life on earth but how we live it how many mistakes we make how many times we have to turn around and go back or find a different road or path all through all that through the confusion through the difficulties it's all about we're beloved we always have been We always will be. We are right now. God's beloved. Writing this memoir was such a journey for me because I always felt like I needed to just get it done. I need to get it done. And I never needed to get it done. I wanted to get it done I wanted other people who may be still struggling with their faith and their sexuality to hear the message that if you choose to come back and reclaim your own faith that you are allowed to do so and that God is waiting for us and it doesn't matter what faith you have where you've grown up, where you've landed. It's all about the God of your understanding because God knows that we are all intrinsically different because God created us. So we may not see things the same way. We may not feel comfortable in a church with a lot of liturgy. We may not feel comfortable in the rituals of things. We may like going out and having church on the beach. We may like going out and doing it somewhere else in nature. It's not about where we do it. It's all about leaning into that deeper relationship with the God of your understanding. How does God resonate in your heart? Where does God live in your life? How do you manifest that faith, that spirituality, that essence of your divinity? How do you do that? And do you like doing it with other people? That's the thing that really started resonating with me is that one, I didn't like the idea that I was afraid to go back. I felt very disempowered by feeling that I could not go back to a church and reclaim my faith. And I had to work through that first. And then I had to figure out where do I want that to be? Do I really want to go back? to the same type of doctrine that I had grown up with. For me, I couldn't go back to a place that didn't see the divinity in me, that believed that I was still an abomination. And that's what led me to the Episcopal Church. And I am ever so grateful that even though, like all churches, the Episcopal Church is not perfect, because it's still full of people. (laughs) And as we talked before, people are going to people, and we are not always good at it, and we are not always kind about being a person on this earth. However, I loved the idea that the Episcopal Church Even in my own little hometown, which is not very open and diverse, but my little hometown right now has an Episcopal church that is open and affirming. And I'm so grateful that I don't have to go 30 minutes to an hour away to find a place to worship where I feel safe to be there and to be myself. So I am grateful with where my journey has brought me at this point in my life. And I feel grateful that I'm in a place where I can be supported by many people in the church to continue to grow and stretch my understanding of my own God. I think it's important for each of us to find that place of stability where we can be in a comfort zone when we're struggling. And the comfort zone for me is something that I'm creating with the God of my understanding where I can be impatient and then catch that and say oh look at how revved up I am I need to pause I need to wait a minute and just experience this emotion and if I can continue to practice catching it and then going back and being able to come back through it a different way i'm building a new neuro pathway really of coping and that's what we do when we relearn something that we practice something enough times that we have muscle memory and we are able to then open up a different pathway in our brain instead of having anxiety at that moment or impatience at that moment that we can have that that internal button flip over and say okay pause Just take a breath and figure out what really needs to happen next. So on my journey of patience, I am a work in progress. And all of you that may say, yeah, me too. Okay, great. Hit me up. (laughs) Let me know I'm not out here on an island by myself. Let me know how you deal with your patience, how you work through your anxiety of having to feel rushed at something or or being impatient at someone else's journey. Let me know where you feel you are at at this point in your life and I can promise you that wherever you are at at this point in your life you are right where you're supposed to be and we always grow from that place. If you would like to continue to grow on your journey and you would like to with me for some coaching you can go to empoweredmidge at podbean.com and scroll all the way to the bottom to find out how to connect with me or go directly to my website gaywithgod.com and find out how to work with me if you would like to get into deconstruction i can offer you keith brown's course inlet journey your deconstruction guide to seven key theological topics because it's not unusual for people to be questioning their faith in their past especially when they had been abused by the church due to their sexual identity. Christians have been deconstructing for thousands of years and trying to wrestle with their faith and how to best live it out the problem is it's a daunting path and so Keith Brown makes it very accessible to go through this program without being overwhelmed because he has been on this journey as he began to deconstruct his own beliefs. So if you would like to take advantage of the Inlet Journey, which will give you the bonus of having a free group membership to ask questions and offer opinions and make friends in the group, and you will go through all of the clobber verses and God's atonement and the Lord's table and baptism, you can find that also on the show page notes at empoweredmidge.podbean.com for this episode. So guys, I want to thank you as always for joining me, for supporting this podcast. And I have some other offerings for you that I want you to know about. And that is that we have the Ask Me Anything group coming up that lets you ask me literally anything on um, my memoir or about myself personally. That comes up on September 14th at 7 p.m. And also the Faith Journey group is going to be scheduled this month for uh, September 18th at 630. You can find both of those Zoom links at the Gay With God Facebook group. If you're not a member yet, join Gay With God. Answer all the member questions so that I can invite you on to the inside. And as always... I am here for you. I love to listen to your comments. Please keep them coming. And there's a special event that's going to be coming up soon prior to um, book launch week, which is October 11th. But there's going to be a special gift for just you podcast listeners. So I can't wait to give that to you. So keep tuning in, getting ready for a great early October surprise. I can't wait for this book to launch But I'm not being impatient. (laughs) I'm just excited. (laughs) I am excited for you and for me to get this up and, and going. So anyway, if you are listening to this podcast and are questioning whether you can be gay and be in a relationship with the God of your understanding, if you identify as LGBTQIA+, or not even sure if you're gay, God has always been within you. Even when you didn't know it, you have always been. Gay With God. Thank you, everybody. Stay tuned to see how you can join the Gay With God community. And as always, you are loved. I want to invite you to become a part of the Gay With God community. How can you do that? Stay connected by messaging me your thoughts and comments in the comment section under the downloads of the show on the Gay With God show page. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen and share, share, share so we can increase our community outreach and be a light to those who are struggling to claim their faith. Consider being a sponsor so I can highlight your service in our community. We are all worthy of respect and a relationship with the God of our understanding. I want to thank you in advance for supporting this podcast. Together, we as a community will keep this show visible and our community stronger. Deep gratitude to my friend Tim McClendon of Tim McClendon Music for allowing me to use an excerpt from Interlude 4, a song found on his CD entitled Sundance.